Here are some clips from this week's deep dive episode of the Bestseller Experiment for Patreon subscribers. Hello and welcome to the Bestseller Experiment special deep dive episode that we record exclusively for our patrons on Patreon and our academies in the Bestseller Academy. And I'm delighted to welcome back to the podcast Ian W. Sainsbury. Ian is the author of the Kindle Storyteller award-winning novel, The Picture on the Fridge. He's also the author of the amazing Jimmy Blue series. And uh, I, I believe, Ian... You're now a champion skateboarder, is that right? Uh, can you just clarify that for us? Yeah, that's close enough. Yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is a, just if, if you need any more encouragement to write, here's a, here's a lovely story. Um, about nearly a year ago, I got an email from a, um, just through my website, a guy who said um, he really, he'd been reading the, my early stuff in lockdown, science fiction books, and he, he loved them. And, um, and he said he used to write when he was younger and then he got sidetracked in college and ended up building skateboards. And uh, did I skateboard or longboard or would have been interested in that? I thought, oh, longboarding sounds like fun. So I said, oh, well, yeah, yeah that'd be great, but never heard anything else. And then about a month ago, he got back in touch and said, I was just waiting for one particular board to come out. We've had these shortages, supply stuff. And he said, but it's here now. So uh, I'll send it. What's your address? So, uh, so two weeks ago, this beautiful longboard arrived in the post and if you're on video wow. if you're watching this on video you'll now see how gorgeous this thing is it's astonishing not nine maple layers and cork and uh, I don't know what else it's an incredible thing and of course everybody including you when you saw this when you when you spoke to me just now thought of course I'm just going to immediately come flying off that and break something spectacularly but uh, I did a little bit of it when I was a a kid and my balance is all right so i've been out every day since and uh, i've been laughed at in the tesco car park by teenagers <laughs> and i've held my head up high i'm there i've got, you know, I've got a bike helmet on i haven't got a proper skateboard helmet i've got wrist protectors elbow protectors knee protectors i'm, I'm wrapped up no, no flesh is showing and uh i'm, I'm there I, and i've there's no pretense about this i'm a 53 year old man on a skateboard in tesco car park i mean there's no way that can ever look good <laughs> but this thing is fantastic and I'm I'm having a blast. It's like, you know, the dreams of flying you have when you're just floating along just above the ground. When, at its best, this thing is like that. Um, so I'm just having a ball. It's brilliant. No, I'm, I'm laughing, but I'm secretly jealous. This is classic. That's what I tell myself about everyone who laughs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think you're absolutely right. This is classic midlife crisis stuff, but at least it's not Harley Davidson, you know. Or, Harley uh, Davidson yeah, and yeah, the yeah, fair, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> it's a skateboard. It's a great alternative to, to either of those. So, uh, yeah, many, many happy days of skating. But that's not – this isn't the skateboarding podcast. Um, we were chatting recently because I, I've, I've been lucky enough to read – the latest draft of your is it the fourth Jimmy Blue book? Yeah, yeah um, and I've given you I've been your beta reader. I've given you feedback, and then we got talking about your editing process and how that works. And uh, you know, you suggested let's do a deep dive on editing and your editing process. In a second, you're going to share a screen. Uh, and folks, if you're listening to this in audio, I do recommend you pop over to YouTube uh, and check out the video. There'll be a link in the show notes to that as well, so you can do that. Uh, of course, it is exclusive to patrons on Patreon and academics in our academy. So uh, check that out. We're going to go through a page of Ian's edit. But first of all, tell us about your drafting process and how that's evolved in your editing process. And so once you've finished a first draft, what's the first thing you do? cry right <laughs> <laughs> with relief 
it's always a bit of an anticlimax, <laughs> isn't it? I find. I think I get there and I, I just have a moment where, I, okay, that's it, it's done, and then you, of course, you realise, oh yeah, this is just kind of part of the process, isn't it? I'd forgotten about all the other stuff that comes to follow that follows that. So it's um for me, it's I know you're supposed to put it away for six weeks if you're Stephen King and mm. uh, two weeks if you're Mark Stay. Is that right, or is it three weeks? No, I'm I'm a six weeks person. You are a six-week person. Um, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I got that from uh, John Gerald, the agent. He yeah. um, he said that at, I think it was Glancefest. I saw him there, and it, it's uh, and to be honest, I've got so many other things going on that six weeks doesn't feel like a long time anymore. You know, I put it away. That it's about the right. T- that's the length of time it takes for me to completely forget about it and then come back to it like it's someone else's writing. Is that the same for you? Um, no, I can do it the next day and come back to it like it's someone else's writing. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's funny, considering the Jimmy Blue stuff is a Jekyll and Hyde personality, you know, that's the trust of the story. I, I'm starting to wonder if it might be semi-autobiographical mm. because I can honestly <laughs> turn up the next day, open page one and go, well, that's crap. That's got to go. You know, what the hell were you thinking? Um, different, different mindset completely. No, um, I really good. enjoy the editing side of it, but mm. I am quite savage. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm absolutely happy to hack away and stab and slice and destroy um, in the interests of getting clarity. And um, my ultimate goal for writing, and that sounds like a really pretentious, pretentious and portentous start to a sentence, doesn't it? But it's not, it's, um, it's, it's that moment in a in a book where you lose yourself so much in the story that you're. It's almost you. Know, you don't read words anymore. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. just there, and that's. I love that when I'm reading, and that's what I'm always aiming for when I'm writing. And the editing side is where you try and make that happen. Mm. It's to get rid of the stuff that slows you down and reminds you you're reading a book. Mm. Um, and and I do like. I imagine like lots of people. I overwrite on my first draft. Yeah. So when I come back to it, I read sentences and I think I can just see what sometimes sentences, sometimes paragraphs, sometimes entire chapters where I think I was just treading water. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's, I can I can reduce that chapter to a line mm. just in the interest of keeping the story going, keeping us immersed as readers. So um, so I'm straight into it. That that ability to go in the next day and stab and hack and slash were you always able to do that or has that something that's come with experience and the ability of knowing that, yeah, whatever, there's more where that came from. I'm not that fussed about cutting. Oh yeah. No, I'm far better at that now. Um, So I've, and I think that a writing career now looks very different, especially well, if you're self-published, which I mean, I'm publishing this through Fuse, but uh, all the other books were Mm -hmm. self-published. It's like you're, learning a craft in public so if i go back to my first i haven't reread anything i've written but i know if i read the world walker now which you know i wrote in 2015 and published in 2016 um if i brought that up in in the page you're about to see where i do my editing i would i would be going right (laughs) that's gotta go that's gotta go and it would be a different book and because i'm a different writer now um and there are people are huge fans of the World Walker series, and there are other people who come to it because uh, I've got leaner pros now, and I think they come yeah. to it and and they're surprised, you know. Oh, this is like, you know, it's hard to believe it's the same same guy. Um, and I think it's yeah, it's an improvement. 
um, I was I had all the ideas at that point and I was very excited and I think the story was a good one and definitely people get swept up in the World Walker story. But now the, the craft side of it is far better because because I've just worked very hard at it for the last six years, you know, six and a half years. Um, yeah. It's pretty much all I've done. So, uh, yeah, I definitely got much better at that, and particularly the editing. Mm. Um, and, well, but the other side of it is, and uh, you might see this when we, hopefully, a little bit when we come to to do this in a minute, is that the mis- lots of mistakes I used to make have, have gradually been ironed out. I've got all new mistakes now. Yes, uh, that's the joy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but I used, <laughs> I mean, I used the word was far too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say you know, three or four books ago, if I was editing and using, um, I use ProWriting Aid with plenty of other programs as well that do the same thing. But when you go to overused words, the word was in every single chapter would come up. You know, you have used was 340 <laughs> times. We suggest you remove 336 of these. <laughs> so I sentence by sentence. And, and it used to, by the end of a book, I'd be like, oh, no, you know, every chapter. How can I reword that sentence? But of course, you, if you can avoid using was and using and a verb that actually does some work for you, <laughs> you should be doing that. But I've noticed, particularly in this one, actually, as I've been editing I don't think I've had a chapter where it was has been overused yet. And I'm over halfway through this edit. So uh so I've I've learned now. So that's now perhaps that's gone into my writing in the first draft, which is great. But yeah, like I say, there's there's all new things now. So you've you've had a little cry, you've hacked and slashed. Uh then what happens? Is that when you start giving it out to beta readers? And do you how many do you have? Do you do them all at once? Do you do them in phases? Well this has changed as well and it is in phases but so the current process is uh finish draft one cry uh have a well non-alcoholic beer at the moment because i haven't had a drink for three months which is uh come as a great surprise to lots of people thank you <laughs> and um come back i probably will take a few days off and then i'll come back to it so the second draft is actually i don't use any software at all i go through and i, I do all the obvious cutting and so that will be where I lose whole chapters and scenes a lot of the time. It's quite a fast draft, that second one. Um, I'm just going through, I, I read the whole thing. I, I slash stuff out, but, um, and I'm trying, I'm looking for pace really. So I want, and that's not always fast pace. I mean, what I mean is getting the pace right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. okay, I've had action here. Hang on. There's another action. It's too much, you know? So that, scene really should come in between those to give us a breather to get the the flow of the thing right so that's draft two at, at which stage my beta reader or alpha reader whatever you are you get it then so um oh i hope you look after yourself you know your health and everything Mark, because <laughs> uh because you're it at the moment i'm thinking of taking up skateboarding <clears throat> don't <you dare. laughs> Just stick to playing the guitar. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Listening to Pink Floyd. Don't do anything dangerous. Um, no, at the moment, that's working really well for me because I just know you'll, you'll be honest and um, you'll find anything that's not quite working. And it's a, it's a, you give me a very, well, I'll let you talk about that, but it's a, for me, it's, it's like a, it's an overview. And that's what I ask you for. It's, mm. it's not, even though you can't resist saying, uh, well, actually, this should have the apostrophe before the S, which, you know, is going to be picked up in the next pass, but you just can't stop yourself. I can't can you? stop. I can't stop myself. I can't help it. And, um, but yeah, I, uh, and I remember you came to me with 
a specific instruction. Now, we, if you're listening to us and thinking, how do I find beta readers? How do I do? I, I, I always say to people, volunteer yourself because you'll learn so much from reading a contemporary's work that will feed into your own work as well. Absolutely. Uh, and I've got, uh, certainly for my books, Ian will read first drafts of my books and I'll read his and you know it's a nice reciprocal arrangement mm-hmm. and um it doesn't it never feels like a chore because I love the Jimmy Blue series that they're, they're so much fun um but you do give me quite specific instructions and this one was you felt it was too long you you know you you had a draft that was what 140 yeah words, which you'd yeah. already already cut but you wanted to trim some more. So I was essentially going in with instructions to look for scenes to cut uh, and just, you know, general kind of pace issues and just read it like a reader and, you know, to to say, okay, this bumped me out the story. That dragged a bit. I felt that was unnecessary. That's all. And, but also it behooves you as a beta reader to also say, wow, love this bit. Oh, totally yeah, surprised yeah. by that. That caught me on the hop. And I will also put in things like where if, you know, if there's a character, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a character introduced about a third of the way in. And I thought, yeah, you monster. This is such a delightful character. You're going to do terrible things to this person, which I think helps you because that's something that as a reader, I kind of know what's coming but also there's a tension in that which I enjoy. So hopefully that helps you as well, just just to sort of hang a lantern on, on the bits that are working that that will sort of tantalise and delight the reader. So I, uh, you send me a Word doc, I leave, I leave comments all the way through. And as you say, I can't, if I will, you know, correct things as I go. But I, I know that you're going to do a whole lot of editing after that, but, I, you know, it's just like I can't help myself. But, yeah, that's how it works for us, isn't it? Yeah, and it's um, it's really useful, especially. I mean, like you say, if you if something's really working, you'll say so as well, and that's I think that's important with um, our fragile egos. But it's mm-hmm. it's not just that because when I went through that second draft and I cut well, I cut twenty two thousand words before you got it, and mm-hmm. but I knew there was still there's probably another twenty thousand to go out of that draft, mm-hmm. um, and I knew where I felt they needed to be, but I didn't want to tell you, and I also knew there were bits that could go, but I didn't want to lose because I really like them. They were more character-driven, not story-driven, but that's something I do. But I always sort of slightly second-guess myself and think, should I lose this for the sake of keeping the story going? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. So I'm waiting to hear on those. Will you pick up those bits? And you did. You know, uh, there was a couple of chapters where there's one in particular, which is one I was thinking of. Where uh, this is not a spoiler in any way. Where the main character Tom hikes in the uh, in the mountains of North Carolina. Uh, for a few nights and it gives us a real look into to his character a proper look that we haven't had for a while in the books mm. we get to spend a bit of time with him and uh i felt it felt important to me for the character and i really loved those that that chapter i think it was only a maybe a chapter a chapter and a half mm. and luckily you confirmed it you know when you read it you said uh you know if this was going out to a to an editor, to a publisher, and they said, well, you could lose this chapter. You should fight tooth and nail to keep it in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I th- so it's having that sort of confirmation of of what you think is important, um, but you, you can never be absolutely sure. Um, but as soon as I read that, I thought, oh, good. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that works. And also it's think um, we had a very brief email exchange after you finished it about the ending, because so your initial um, email 
yeah, it was exactly what I wanted. Um, the comments are brilliant. Uh, and you said the ending didn't quite stick for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it works, but there was just, it wasn't quite, there was something, you know, that felt like it wasn't, it, there was a, a moment in it, but I've had one other person read the book. My brother's read it actually. And I asked him about the ending and he's, he used a word, um, it was a bit of a long shot and then went on to what he was, you know, yeah, this, yeah. the ending, if you remember. And I said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But we've had this quick email exchange where um, we mentioned a, an earlier character and I then thought it was almost immediate. You, I thought, oh, hang on. There's this lovely thing that can happen and we'll bring everything round and uh be such a satisfying ending and i so i wrote that back to you and you just went oh yeah perfect yeah yeah it's that thing of um that extra perspective gives you an idea of what the reader will expect and i think that the di- this is the difference between a, a, a book that gets great reviews and a book that gets okay reviews is that satisfaction you had a good ending but i think there was an opportunity to make it really satisfying to really mm. you know get them punching the air and that's what we're always looking for so i i think um that's what i i, I just i just threw a few ideas and said maybe it could be this could be this could be this and then you came up with something that was you know your own thing which you know is what a good editing should do is that old um maxim of don't listen to listen to the note but don't listen to the solution so you know i might suggest solutions but you will know oh maybe there was a scene cut that that could come back or maybe we could do something with that character that i've been thinking about but didn't dare do so see it as an opportunity not to do as you're told but to do something fantastic and it's well it's that ending is really going to work now yeah excellent and i think I mean, it's the longest book I've ever written, as you know, <laughs> that draft, long draft, but <laughs> it took the longest as well. I mean, this was through some of the uh, pandemic stuff as well. Um, and it was, I don't write without an outline completely, but it's, well, no, an outline is giving a far too posh a title. It's not an outline. I have an idea of where it's going and I have a starting point and that's it. So I'm, I'm effectively writing into the dark for most of the book. So that means there are, I know I'm going to go back and find stuff where, like I said before, I'm treading water and I found plenty of that on more than ever on this one. Mm. But I think what I'm going to be left with, um, I think it's going to be the best book so far, actually, um, mm. which is, I hope it doesn't mean I have to write 140,000 word drafts for every book, but it's, it's been worth it. Yeah. So that's been interesting. It's the, it, it's a sculpting analogy, isn't it? I've, what I've and it's a it's a big lump of stone that I've yeah. thrown up there, um, but it's everything's in it. Yes, and I think what's um, I think you're right. I think it is the and it's a cracking series, folks. If you haven't read this before, do jump in there. There's so much fun. There's so much gleeful action and <laughs> terrible things happening to bad people. Uh, but this had a bigger heart. I think, or the biggest heart of any of the books so far because of scenes like that bit where Tom goes hiking and mm. you get an insight into, you, you you sort of dangle a new peaceful life in front of him, which you know, the reader knows is going to be snatched away. Uh, but it has some, um, yeah, it, it hits you in the feels more than any other one, which is, you know, it's, it's hard to do, uh, which mm. is why I felt the ending needed to do that as well. The ending was satisfying. It brought things to an end, but I thought, can, can, you know, is there an opportunity to, to, to make it, give it some more emotional oomph. So yeah. after I've waffled away, 
uh, and sent you a load of notes and unnecessary punctuation and grammar corrections. What what do you what do you do then? Right at that point, um, and you're not going to quite see this because I realised I, I tried to find a scene that we could um, go into, uh, which is later on in it. But I haven't got to it yet. But it's one that you've actually. I didn't want anything that gave any spoilers mm. away. It's a, it's a. It, I mean, it does slightly, but nothing that's going to ruin no. your enjoyment of the book. Um, but it means I looked at your comments on it, and you haven't commented on it really. <laughs> it's just you know, it's an action scene, and it, it works as it as it is. It just yeah. needs more general uh, tweaking, which you you would expect me to do anyway. So I haven't got your side of the page up, which normally I would have your notes on one side and my edit on the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always got the original still, because I, like I say, I'm cutting and deleting all over the place, but nothing's permanent because I can always go back to yours and think, actually that, you know, should I, should I have a look at that again? That could come in somewhere else. Or- well, that's, 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 that's the first tip I would say to anyone is if someone sends you feedback with a whole bunch of notes and comments the first thing you should do is duplicate that file never work off that original file because you might make a change quite a dramatic change and think oh blimey i wish i hadn't done that what was the original note what what, what did it originally look like oh you know do a different iteration of that file Absolutely. save it as yeah, a different I, file yeah yeah i always Number keep one. the track changes document i don't accept any of the changes i just leave it as it is yeah. so i can yeah. so i've always got those notes there yeah mm, absolutely and that's definitely the way to do it so i I've got your notes in, well, pages on Mac, but Word uh, is what that's the industry standard. And then on the other side, like I say, I'm opening a Scrivener document in Pro Writing Aid, mm-hmm. um, which Pro Writing Aid does very well, actually. Um, I think it's the latest iteration. I noticed it's my it's much faster mm-hmm. now. I'm, I'm getting through this edit faster than I did the last one. I think that's because they've updated the software, okay, which helps. So okay. the real time stuff is very good now. Um, I'm only having to, you'll see it in a minute, but uh, yeah. only having to run separate reports. I think two reports now uh, on it to just to, to check a couple of things. So that's my, this is basically draft three. And this is the longest part of the process for me because this is absolutely chapter, scene by scene in context, thinking about, okay, how does, how have we got here? What's happening next? How are these changes going to affect other things? And then trimming and, uh, just yeah, polishing and so do you do do you do a kind of um because I, I like to do what I call the triage, which is where I look at the notes that I get back and I figure out what the most important thing is, what what I want to fix first, uh in, in order of of kind of um I imagine the 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 novel as a kind of a patient on a gurney and you know they're they're bleeding out of an artery so i kind of need to fix that before i you know fix their stubbed toe mm. so do you, do you do you sort of prioritize fixes or is it just chapter by chapter for you um i only do that if there's something like the the, the sliced artery that needs looking at straight away mm. um but there was i would say there were two main notes um that came back from you one was actually right right at the beginning Yes. But that was a very easy one because it was, it was oh you can lose the first chapter because the yeah. second chapter is <laughs> it's got all the jeopardy and the and everything else in it. The first chapter doesn't really have that so much. And it was mm. uh, as soon as you said it, and I looked at that, I thought, oh yeah, of course, mm. of course. So that's gone. <laughs> so that was easy. And uh, and the other thing was about the ending, which yeah. I now know how I'm going to do that. And actually, there's 
all the foreshadowing is, is already there yeah. for that ending, which is yeah. why you know it's going to work. Mm. Um, so I've got no changes to make. Uh, right. So in, in this, so I've got no nothing I need to go in and look at first. So for me, it is chapter by chapter now. But I've got I just write down three or four themes or known issues that I need to look for. Right. Um, and they're just on a piece of paper next to me here. So as I'm going through, I'm just I'll glance at it. Oh yeah, you know, must remember to you know just keep an eye on on this character as we go. Right, right. It's interesting because I I tend to um like I said I have a trio and I tend to do a character pass. Uh, so there was um in the last which is a Woodville book there was a character that was ninety percent there but needed some work. So I just focused on her and went through her chapters. And then the next character needed some work, so I focused on him and did all his. And then I sort of did a sort of general thematic pass on on one idea that wasn't quite working. Uh, and then uh, just a general pass, just going through it chapter by chapter. So sometimes I do find there are things I need to focus on in particular and just look at those and don't get strayed, you know, tempted to stray off and fix something else. Just ignore that, ignore that, just focus on this one thing. But um, mm-hmm. like your your book was in very good shape when it came to me, which is um, not unusual for you, but it is unusual for... 90% of authors who are out there, I think. <laughs> I certainly don't feel like it's in good shape when I, uh, when I've finished it. I mean, my, it's funny. My brother is a, you know, he's a reader. He's not a writer. Um, he likes, he likes the books and he's just finished reading it. And he said, I can't see what you could cut. And I thought, right. Oh God, <laughs> I could, I could slice 30,000 words out of what you just read. And you wouldn't even know they were gone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You would just uh, be slightly more engaged. Mm. Yeah. with it but yeah so so the storytelling is is all there it's just uh there are definitely things where you i say the same thing twice yeah in a different way in the in a whole scene and you, mm. there was there's one i yesterday i got rid of with a breakfast with an fbi agent and between right. this patrice martino one the sort of secondary character um and i thought well, why is that there <laughs> right yeah yeah. Have I said that? All of that? Is there anything I haven't or got somewhere else there? Nope. Gone. Yeah. Let's just toss it out. It's gone. Um, I should, if, in case anyone's listening to this who's read Picture on the Fridge, yes, uh, Patrice Martino was in Picture on the Fridge. He's a journalist. And I just really liked him as a character. Mm. So he's in this. <laughs> he's he's back in this. This is the Ian W. Sainsbury literary universe. Uh, they're all it connected. Is. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> like it. No, I haven't done that with anything else, but I did. I just like him as a as a as a character. He's a writer and he's he's fun. He's about my age, but he's quite different. He is fun. Um, he is fun actually. And he's, yeah, he's I, nice, I, nice I I sort of picked up on the idea that he's a bit like that journalist in the Incredible Hulk who's tracking the Incredible Hulk down. He has a similar kind of relationship with Jimmy Blue, which is really exciting. Well look, shall we get shall we get this page up? Uh, on the yeah. screen and share it so uh, folks on right. uh, if you're just listening to this I'll do my best to sort of you know make it work for you hourly um, but yeah I would recommend uh, looking at the YouTube link with this as well so you can help support the podcast subscribe today at bestsellerexperiment.com slash support that's bestsellerexperiment.com slash support thanks again